Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Stop Hammer Time is backed for this season by Ladbrooks. Hello and welcome to Stop Hammer Time. My name is called Phil Whelans. Also with me are Jim Grant. Jim, um, who brings us this podcast? As well, as well, we come in association with Ladbrokes. It's an association with yeah. Ladbrokes. Yeah, and um, for special offers and things, you go, go to, to the bet.westhampodcast.com. Bet.westhampodcast.com. Yeah, bet.westhampodcast.com. Ladbrokes. Bet.westhampodcast.com. Yes. Bet. Bet. Special offers and things. Special offers. Because they're, you know, nice. What's that web address again? Bet.westhampodcast.com. Well, that went well. I think we've done that. Yeah, yeah, I, think I think we've, we've covered yeah. all the bases. Also joining us, uh, if you like me... Uh, well, I do uh, like you. If, <laughs> thank you very much, Jim. That's very kind of you. If, like me, you listen to podcasts and, and uh, read blogs like a modern... 21st century man, which is what I, what, what I very much You're am. You're a new man, really. Very, I'm, a, yeah. I'm a new modern, mm. modern man. Mm. Then you will obviously have come across the foremost podcast in, I would say, the world about West Ham United and Wagner. Yes. It's it is, got, you know, some competition, but I think it is probably. I think it's probably, probably one of, it's probably, it's, it's among the best. It's among yes. the best yeah. podcasts about the twin subjects of West it's Ham United there. And uh, uh, Wagner. Wagner. And uh, here with us is, uh, is one of our favourite guests. It is, of course, Donald Hammer. Hello, Phil. Hello. Hello. Um, how are you? I'm quite calm. All is well. Calm? All, uh, good. Good. Oh, yes. that's good. After, yeah. our second, uh, after our second 4-1 uh, <clears throat> hammering, shafting, shafting. mullering, uh, yeah. tonking, yeah. Uh, of uh, a 10-day period, well, less, eight, eight, eight days. Um, the mood uh, is still buoyant uh, because mathematically it feels like we uh, still are in with a very good chance of standing, staying up. However, I've got to say that uh, um, I think I'm quite an optimistic person, but, uh, but I called the 2015 absolute landslide that the pollsters didn't see coming in the general election. I also called Trump and Brexit. I thought, no, it's going to be Trump. And I thought, no, it's going to be Brexit. Uh, and it feels like there is a sort of a narrative that, that goes disastrous season, marches, pitch invasions, ending in relegation. You know, it feels that that, you know, could could be the case. Is that is that... Is that- are you 
Are you thinking that it's heading that way? No, I don't want to say that. Do you have dark forebodings? Dark forebodings. I do have dark forebodings. What what you need to do, Phil, is Mm -hmm. take deep breaths. Yes. Close your eyes. Mm -hmm. When you do that, Mm -hmm. um, a vision Transcendental meditation. David Moyes as a Buddha will appear before you, Mm -hmm. probably in some sort of triangular structure. Right. Keep breathing. Mm -hmm. Eventually... Bits of mauve smoke yes. will appear from the top of his head. Right. When that happens, you know it's working. Oh, good. And I think you'll find we will be fine. Oh, good. It isn't well. It isn't great, but we will be okay. Jim, I notice you've got, uh, you've almost, you've gone for, um, uh, Don Other Hammer has gone for spirituality. Jim, you appear to have a league table. <laughs> I do you. have you've a league gone table. For science. I've gone for science. I've gone for science. <laughs> gone yes. To... Well, I mean, I think the thing is. Don Other uh, Hammer, I respect, I respect. I respect very much <laughs> that encouraging monologue involving smoke coming out of David Moyes' head. I I love it. I'm all over it's it. It's a true vision. Yeah. And I think if you if you look carefully, he'll probably have risen an inch or two off of the floor. That's too much, Don. That's too I'm, much. I'm sorry, that's, that's too, too much. much. Uh, we're, we're, the, your original speech about us, yeah. smoke, we're going to, in post-production, we'll set that to music. <laughs> we'll set it to, uh, we'll set it to uh, music, lovely lilting music, perhaps Wagner. Did I A quiet break, passage of Wagner. I feel I ought to break some news to you, mm-hmm. Phil and Jim, that I've, I've left Don at home this evening. The persona Don of the Hammer or Don, Don Hammer. Yes. One of your many, many <laughs> aliases. <laughs> one of the, uh, one of my many schizophrenic tendencies. Is it because you work in the legal system that, that all of your other activities have to be conducted under some kind of what uh, non-diplume? What happened was this. I, I thought I'd start this, um, this blog combining these wonderful two interests that were destined mm-hmm. to be together. Of course. West Ham and Wagner did that for a couple of years realised that only two people in the world were reading them. Me and Jim. Ah, four, because I thought it was me and Don. Right. I then realised that Don and I were one and the same ah. person. Oh, like Fight Club. A bit like Fight Club. A bit like Fight Club. This, this was a cataclysmic event, mm-hmm. and, I, and, and for which I'm, I'm only just now recovering. Right. So um, my name actually, I'm a fairly ordinary bloke. I'm, there's nothing godlike in Wagnerian terms about me that's that's Don I'm I'm, I'm Russell 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 Russell. that's you know plain and simple and um, Don I'm afraid is no more Jim this is (laughs) this is a bombshell I'm 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 in pieces yes I'm I'm gutted shattered yeah yeah I, I, I'm in fragments. There are shards help, of me all over I, the. Over would it the help floor. if I remove the horned helmet? That would be obviously. or the horned rim spectacles. At least. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, Don, you're rocking a new pair of glasses. Yeah, they are. Oh, Russell, yeah. Russell, you're you're rocking a new pair of glasses. Yeah. We've uh, we've discussed. Yeah. I know. Your wife very, my, my, my wife has turned against them. Yeah. Glasses can be pricey, can't they? Were those pricey? <laughs> were those pricey glasses? These were fairly hefty, yes. Persol. I don't know, I thought it was oh, Persol. Persol, yeah, yeah, they make sunglasses. And they? washing powder. And washing powder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm here to tell you, the glasses are more expensive than the washing out. powder. Right. Yeah. This is good stuff, isn't it? <laughs> this, <laughs> this, this is, is all good, about avoiding talking about misery. So, um, yeah, Wasn't Jim, there an advert? Was it Tide or was it Persol? When they say, why, per- as, he's, as the, the lady's picking one down off of the shelf, and they're going, why are you going for that one? And she says, 
Well, I don't it, know. I'm just a woman. My no, husband no. normally makes the decisions. She, she gave that glint of that, the look in her eye right, said that. Right. But what she actually said was, well, in case, to which the uh, advertiser said, what, in, in case, case of what? what? Oh, just in case. As though you really can't trust any of the other washing powders. Yeah. Interesting. Right. Mm. She uh, murdered not a lot talk of people football, and wasn't sure that the whites of uh, the, the the white of her sheets. She operated a bed and breakfast in which people were enticed to spend the night there, and they were murdered. And uh, blood is notoriously difficult to get out of sheets. Oh, very. And uh, Purcell was guaranteed through its uh, uh, biological enzymes to, its enzymes. enzymes to get the blood yeah. out of any sheets. Yeah, yeah. Um, right. As advertised by Dennis <laughs> Nielsen. <laughs> what am I, I? What's going on here? What's um, happening? Didn't yeah, he no, live in Cranley Gardens? He in did, Muswell yeah, Hill. in Muswell Hill. Yeah. Uh, um, in fact, uh, some friends of mine, a uh, selection of comedians, Henning Vane, Phil Nickel, Carrie Marks, Matt Kirshen, all lived, if not in that house, next door to it. I hope not under the garden. No, 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 it was all above ground. Oh, good. Uh, in the house. Um, Jim. Hello. Jim, you have a table. You have I a table do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we've talked about the we've talked about the spiritual the spiritual aspects of survival in the Premier League. Uh, Don, with his marvelous monologue about David Moyes and smoke coming out of his head. <laughs> Jim, you have the uh, oddly you know, because you are a teacher in the arts in the lively arts. Uh, you yes. have come with a, a scientific, pragmatic agenda. Yes. Well, for a long time, I've been saying uh, reasonably confidently that, you know, however bad we are, whatever uh, we fail to do on the pitch, um, there are teams below us who are worse and are not going to pick up points. Oh, and, 35 uh, points are enough. And, and 35 points might actually even be uh, enough. And I've been thinking that for some time. But now I look at it, and bearing in mind goal difference is going to come into it, we're now on minus 24 mm-hmm. goal difference. 35 points um we're looking at if if we to go if we were to go down it would mean three of huddersfield swansea southampton and stoke going past us because west brom can't and uh i've i i would have dismissed that really but prior to sunday i would have sort of said well that's not going to happen especially when you think of huddersfield's last three games all against top teams um swansea southampton stoke going to take points off each other yeah um potentially but actually you know huddersfield 35 they only need to nick a draw Mm -hmm. in one of those you know backs to the wall nil nil somewhere Mm -hmm. yeah um swansea and southampton if southampton beat swansea they'll be level with us and um with better goal difference um Stoke, Swansea, Stoke, if Stoke win both their last games, one of them would be against Swansea, but if they lose to Swansea, uh, Swansea going to be on uh, 36 points if they win one game. So uh, it's suddenly looking slightly Jim, more possible. Jim, I've been relying on you for, for I know, but I think we have to get another point or two. This mm. is why you need the move smoke. Yeah. Yeah, right? yeah. I think we have to. Close your eyes, breathe I'm hard, beginning yeah. to think if we, stay, well. if we lose the next three... Uh, I think we might we might go. Okay, well, here is the thrust then of uh, our the next part of our conversation, which is uh, uh, we've lost two four one games in a row. Uh, what do we think 
is uh, is happening what is what is wrong generally uh, so this is sort Ooh. of our this is where we're yeah. entering our match review of the yes. Manchester City game right um, uh, there were uh, it was a lively four person podcast last week and there's stuff I felt uh, we didn't really cover in the Arsenal game which okay. we could fold into our yeah. twin 8-2 uh, <laughs> aggregate yeah. defeat to, yeah. to have, uh, different 4-1 you know, defeats weren't yes. they let's, let's, let's face it yeah, we, were we were in the Arsenal in, game yes. for yes. much of it yeah um, uh, you really felt even though we had a little spell at the end of the first half against Man City and scored the goal yeah um you never really felt we were no 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 we we were in that game uh it um, had an extraordinary second half that Manchester city game that was like <clears throat> it was like a kind of training game no, for it, was. it was it was a walk the second half took place at walking pace it was like a kind of uh ambient football match that you just let wash over you which unfortunately we were also as a team doing it was basically we simply doing the minimum to participate and it was so disappointing because mm. i remember going in at half time and with a bit of a spring in the step, we brought a goal back. Two down. Yes. One down. At half time, we oh, were... Oh, were we one down? I think yeah. Well, we were two one down. Two one down. So one goal. Yeah, so one, yeah. one down. Yeah. Uh, and on the ascendancy. And you thought that we were really going to come out in the second half and put it to them. Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. Carroll would make an appearance at some point. There would be balls bypassing the midfield, lofted up, roughing them up a bit. Yeah. But it just didn't happen. No. We just sat back. Uh, we well, we stood off it. them terribly. I mean, the two goals oh, yeah. they scored in the second half were like training ground goals, weren't they? They were, yeah. Um, you know, they it was um, it was a horrendous display in many, many ways. Not it, it, you know, leave aside the fact we lost the game four one. You know, we could have we could have played quite well against them and lost mm. the game four one. They are very, very good, and they are likely to score goals at, at you know any time, but. Not to show fight, not to show spirit, not to not to compete no, in areas of the pitch where we could. We didn't competed. show Nels either because and, uh, and, yeah. Fernandinho, yeah. who I had a fantastic season, I really rate him as a player, but was quite dirty in that game and in a cynical way. He knew exactly mm. when to tug back, uh, whereas Noble would scythe forward be, yeah. be attracted forward carved out of a one-two and their third goal which looked you know beautiful on the eye but it's because our centre midfield were just nowhere yeah. whereas Fernandino well, would have protected his defence that would not centre midfield has been the substantially obviously. absent for most of the most of the season and it is a problem it's a problem um, that has to be addressed if we st- well I imagine whatever happens but certainly if we stay up that has to be addressed um, it's a real problem for the defence because uh, there's n- there's no defensive screen and we've talked about that repeatedly. Um, they they lack Noble, I think, lacks the athleticism now these days for to to be one of a two in in uh, a Premier League midfield. And Kiati, for some reason, uh, either he's still carrying some kind of some kind of physical you know injury thing but neither of them have the mentality uh, he just has yeah and he has he also to some extent lacks the technical ability as well i mean you know Mm. um he's a marauder and you need him kind of charging about the place disrupting other people's play getting on the end of things that's kiati's game and we really haven't seen you know he's a shadow of the player that we have that we have seen um and 
I mean, that might be a physical thing. It might be a, a kind of mental thing in some ways. And it might be to do with the fact that we we simply only really have three fit... Well, you Cullen as well, maybe you can count. But, I mean, we only have, really have three fit midfielders. Only two that you would ever have thought of as kind of first choice um first team players and there's so there's no pressure on him he's no. going to play every game i mean there's nobody to there's nobody yeah. to come in and take Giardi's place realistically no that's um not, I mean, and i think that has to have an effect on a team that sort of sense that you know i've got to be on my game because if i don't play well somebody's going to you know i'm going to lose my place in the team we have not got that we've got so we've got some good players but they haven't been under pressure for their place a lot of them and uh I, you know, the, there's a real malaise in many senses at the club that 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 we have moments where we deal with it. Then we have moments there was Moyes came in and you could see there were certain things that he you know he was doing, organising a little bit better, getting performances out of Owen Ortovic, getting a shape so that we could get Cresswell and Masuaku in and we create most down the left side. But so the, uh, the the sort of four points we got yeah. against uh, Chelsea and Arsenal at the at the Olympic Stadium, we we pressed. That's how we sort of got those points. And we just didn't do that against Manchester City. It's sort of, we competed, we, we, didn't know, we? We competed in know, a way that yeah, we simply yeah. didn't. Um, you know, and it was funny that um, because the revelation in the Chelsea game was Masuaku, who he dropped for fifty-six-year-old uh, Patrice Evra because he went, you know, he's going to defend more, you know, <laughs> and you know, I don't know, you know, you know, yeah. he's not. But what he's not going to do is keep them busy down that yeah. flank. And Masuaku, what he did in that Chelsea game was sort of keep, you know, whoever their right side was a little bit occupied. Yeah, that was a baffling decision. I didn't understand that, and it meant that you know, inevitably, that was going to be a substitution. Yeah, and it was almost like a waste of a yes. a waste of a substitute yeah, yeah. in a way because you felt oh no he really he well really, if you decide really that Evra for whatever reason you want Evra the did he play Evra the left side of the centre back or the yes, left he did. Back? Yeah. yeah yeah so uh, it the, the choice was Cresswell and Masuaku and I as a as a well I I was saying before I think that you against Man City we don't have the fullbacks to play in a three five two so I'm not sure I would have played that system anyway I think I would have gone a flat back four because they're so fast on their wings and they if you the only point in playing a three five two is if you've got wing backs getting forward and to have Zabaleta who can no longer try as he might and as great no. as he's been he is not capable of catching Sane once he's he's run up out the posi- out yeah. position yeah. and lost the ball yeah. likewise on the other side Cresswell is is just not that great he never was that great at doing that. So if we're going to do a three-five-two, I think I'd have played Masuaku instead of Cresswell. But I think I'd have preferred to see us in a flat back four. Yeah, I think that's, uh, that might, might be well, right. maybe. Although you know they haven't played that for a while. I mean, I, I, and I think the problem there is the midfield in front of the defence. That and I think that's one of the reasons why he feels constrained to play, play to play back, yeah. to play through at the yeah. back. And well, and originally also as a way of getting Masuaku and Cresswell in, in into the team. And and you know it was odd that he abandoned that for, well, for that. Well, it stands game, to reason, but I'm not sure in, in any circumstance it would have been right against City. No, I don't think. I you know bringing bringing the Patrice Evra of perhaps six or seven years ago into the team would be wise, but simply going, he's a seasoned defender. He'll do really well against kind of Sane or Raheem Sterling seems a bit naive. It's like sort of looking at someone's, you know, CV rather than looking at the players. But, got I mean, you know, to go out in the situation we're in, to go out and effectively just wait to be beaten, which is which is in a sense what happens. So it is, yeah. is really 
well, it's bizarre, and, and, and it feels to a lot of fans, I know, you know, kind of unacceptable. Yes, really. I mean, I think, you know, we, we sort of started to get into this on the last podcast. There was, a, there was quite a lot of sort of, um, I mean, I, you know, I still feel it's part of the, we hate the stadium, we hate the board, we hate everything, has sort of migrated to hating Moyes, uh, you know, and, um, you know, there have been some voices that have kind of, you know, mitigated that a little bit on, on the Facebook group and stuff. And, and I think they're right to do that. I think that, you know, um, against both, uh, you know, Arsenal and Stoke, I think he was trying to sort of play a 4-3-3 because I think Mario and, um, uh, Fernandez should have been closer to, to, Arnautovic and I think he wanted them to do that and they simply didn't do it they simply didn't do it and that's very hard to kind of legislate for when your players are not doing what you want them to do no. or they don't have the ability to do what you want them no. to do no 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 um, but it did feel a little bit like he set out a bit negatively against Manchester City there's also the thing with the substitutions and because and, we're going to come on to Andy Carroll's um, a double walkout uh, in a sec but um you know, substitutions are like they're the sort of one of the things that we can all see as as um, as people that do a regular day job, and then on a Saturday afternoon, we all turn into the best undiscovered football manager uh, England has ever known. And um, you know, there was a lot. Of, there's there has been talk with Moyes about he doesn't make substitutions quick enough. But I mean, I sort of think. It's the same with Billich. It was the same with Allardyce. We certainly thought it about Redknapp. I can't remember Rhoda or Grant sort of long enough. I slightly wonder whether every single fan of every football club in the country is at some point going, change it, change it, to the, to the manager. Because it's one of the things we can see in a football match and human beings get bored by inertia and things remaining the same. Yeah. Um, it did seem strange. Yeah. You know, I think there is a sort of mentality. Billich, I think, had it. If, if, if those 11 guys have got into trouble give them the chance to get out of that trouble. But at half-time against City, we were 2-1 down. And I think a change at half-time would have been good. Yeah. But the same guys came out again. And then a little too late, when we were 4-1 down, yeah. a triple substitution happened, which is often quite a theatrical thing that a football manager yeah. does. Well, the, only thing to, the only way to, one can say to mitigate against that that the subs didn't happen at half time is that we had gone in only one goal down mm. and the crowd were up those players were up those players had got us back in the game so mm. I can understand that the same 11 came out but and whether Moyes was thinking okay so I'm going to give it seven or eight minutes and if the pace slackens a bit then we'll do it it was really unfortunate that we conceded in the first five or six minutes of the second mm. half and suddenly the game was just it seemed gone yeah away. and they were all stripping off getting ready to come on when the when the fourth yeah when the fourth went in, yeah um I've got th- I've probably two observations about the whole kind of substitution thing kind of kind of kind of like in general no, number one is that managers when they come in quite often seem to be making better substitutions because they're not the substitutions that the previous manager yeah. would have made. And they're often quite, and they often make kind of bold, bold decisions and experimental decisions. Very much true of Bilic, I thought, when he, when, when he started. Um, but they very often settle into a routine with sub- substitutions yeah. because we'll do something, something, works, something yeah. works and then the, you try and make it kind of work again mm-hmm. or you've got into a kind of pattern. Um, 
and they can get quite kind of very often sort of kind of locked into a way of doing it. And the other thing is that um, managers of teams where you have multi-million, you know, tens of millions of pounds worth of talent on the bench always look better tactically because they've got the players to come in and, and, yeah, and actually alter the game yeah. and change the game. Um, the fact of the matter, the fact of the matter is on, on, on balance, we haven't. But I would say, and I, I sort of agree with this, your thoughts about Carol and so on, um, I would say the one thing we potentially had on our bench to change the way the way the game was going at Man City was to try and give them a bit of an aerial battery. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, in yeah. fact, if we, you know, if, if we've turned up and they've had, they had uh, Arnautovic, Hugo and Carroll up against and we were just mm-hmm. whacking it on. We might, you know, who knows? You yeah. might have got something. Yeah, yeah. It would have gone, at least go gung-ho and get, you know, Put them under a bit of pressure. Give them something to think about. You know, those sort of centre halves, a bit of an aerial battle. It was. Yeah, we yeah. didn't. We didn't. Let's we hold that anything. thought and come back after this message. Stop Hammer Time is backed for this season by Ladbrokes. Welcome back. Um, yes, we we. That was definitely a, a sort of a substitution that could have been kept uh, in the in the back pocket. It was sort of the triple substitution, especially when the game had gone, seemed a little kind of rash and a bit of a sort of theatrical. It's the sort of thing that you know Phil Brown, who sat all his players in the centre so in, in the penalty area and shouted at them, he would have sort of done that as a thing that's more about him than than well, um, Masuaku. I could understand. Um, Hernandez I thought was really bizarre I'll come back to that in a second I can't think who the third sub was Mario for Lanzini Mario for Lanzini there was booing for that Mm -hmm. but it was Lanzini that lost the ball where we conceded the third goal because he had no one to pass to time and time and time again we, we had players receiving the ball Manchester City working much harder off the ball than, than, than we were prepared to do. Yeah, you can yeah, see the way they yeah. close down. When you have a throw in, six of them come and yeah. close down the space. They work their bollocks yeah. off, don't yeah, they? Yeah. Um, uh, you know, they're not just good because they silkily pass it around. They're good because they work hard. And, you know, you sh- the one thing you can do as a team that's not as skillful and good as the other team is match their work rate. Yes, yeah, you know, right. Run we your bollocks really Get in their faces. There were, and, a, num- and, there were a couple of times. that's so disappointing about There was a couple of times one of our players were waiting to take a throw on and there was just no movement no, no, they had right. everything yeah, yeah. covered and it was so easy for them yeah. but just to come back to the Hernandez thing they played their back four played pretty much on the halfway line mm-hmm. that was where Hernandez came on as the lone striker that was where he stood utterly futile the waste of time in being on the totally. on the field and that, and it was obvious I don't understand you were saying that every club every supporter moans at the managed mm. decisions and subs I suppose we're all FIFA generation or at least have kids that are FIFA generation so we are to that extent all quite practice managers mm. we, we make subs mm. we observe the game in that way and so people think they, they can do better well, it seemed, seemed very obvious that Carroll had to be the guy there had to be the aerial battering that you that were was the, that about. was the pla- that was the potential plan B it might not have come off might not have done anything but it you know it might have just given them something to think about you know never know and and you know you've got one back yeah who knows it's do you remember um there was a very interesting substitution when we uh, under alan pardew we played chelsea under Mourinho, and we were sort of in that game and i think it was sort of level and pardew switched it up to sort of four four two or something he'd had 
some kind of lineup with maybe a kind of solo striker up front. And you could see exactly why he did it. It was because you were kind of going, if we just play slightly more so we can nick this and then they coasted past us they banged to yeah, in and yeah, we lost yeah, that yeah, game yeah, uh, yeah. but you completely understood why Pardew did it in a way it was because the game was a bit boring yeah. Mourinho didn't mind that it was boring yeah. you know he was going we'll always nick a goal yeah. Pardew said oh god I think we can win this I think we can win this and it's been a bit boring so this, I'll make this change and you thought yeah Go on, son. That's brilliant. And we lost. Yeah. And it was the substitution that lost it. Yeah, but yeah. You knew exactly why he made it. You were exactly, you were sympathetic to why he made it. Mm. Uh, another substitution I remember was against Chelsea where, um, Allardyce had dropped Diarmi because he'd been sort of shit for a couple of games. Then he bought him on yeah. and we won that game. I think it was 3-1 yeah. or something. Yeah. Um, but Diarmi was the catalyst. Uh, to that yes. Victory. Yeah. But yeah. other, but, but conversely, um, you know, uh, as you say, Russell, um, we went in only a goal down. So we, 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 we brought the same team out again to start the second half. There was a game away at Arsenal, Jim, that you and I went to where Allardyce fielded a sort of a weakened team, <laughs> but somehow, bizarrely, we went in one all. I think yeah, because was that again. the game where Collison scored the first goal? Oh, oh and, we, and they scored four in about yeah, 10 yeah, minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and, and uh, Allardyce sent the same guys out in the second half and you were going no they're fielding a slightly weak team that's why we're still in this game change it up now bring some of our big hitters on now to fly at them you know in a way there's that uh, adage that uh, you have to keep moving to stay still yeah. And, and Allardyce quite often had this feeling that, that uh, oh, the game will stay like this if I don't change anything. You go, yeah. no, it won't. They'll yeah. bring, the other team will bring on Coutinho or something like that. It won't, you can't go, oh, it's one all now. If I keep doing the same thing, it'll be one all at the end of the game. No, it fucking won't. Mm. And, and that game was utterly lost by making no subs at halftime. Yeah. You know, I mean, the thought occurs to me thinking <clears throat> of that game, which must be what, four years ago now, yeah, three or four like years that. ago. I might be wrong, but it's a fair bet that Noble and Chiarte were sat in that same midfield. Quite possibly. And here we are, several years later, uh, we've gained by one goal. It was 4-1 four goal, four instead of 5-1. Um, and we're still expecting them to be the uh, the engine room of our midfield. Yes, it's, uh, it is um, extraordinary. But it, but it is, you know, you, in a sense, you you would have thought that Mark Noble and Cecu Chiarte would be a strong enough pair of players to play in the middle of a... Because you kind of go, you know, I don't know who every team's... I don't know who Watford's sort of central pair are. I'm not sure who Bournemouth... I mean, I, I just don't know many names. I, I, I've got a theory you, on that. You sort of think some... There must be some quite bad teams out there that have got two blokes in the middle that can still hold their own when they go and, you know... I, I mean, don't think get... is capable. I think the game's moved on. Yeah. And I think that you either have... A defensive, he's not a defensive midfielder, but let's call him that. You either have one that isn't that great on the ball, but is very disciplined and stays where they are. Busquets, I'm not suggesting for a moment mm-hmm. Busquets not no. good on the ball, quite the opposite. But he's so disciplined, he doesn't move out of position. Yeah. He just guards that back four and he gives it to someone even more brilliant than yeah. he is to yeah. do the flashy stuff. Or you're marauding like Kiate, but you don't lose the ball. You're yeah. a better footballer. You're, say, a Kante. Yeah, can, yeah. If you get in trouble, you can get out of trouble. The game has moved beyond Kiate. He's the worst of both worlds now. In a sense, he is, yeah. Well, yeah. If, he's not, if he's not putting himself about, 
and he strolled through. That. Even if he, he puts himself about, he will then game. lose the ball yeah, and be te- out of position, te- te- and we're exposed. Te- yeah, technically, he's problematic. He, you, you've got to, he's got to play in a team where I think you know I think we've been missing a, set, a, a decent you know holding defensive midfielder. Whether it's a more aggressive kind of ball winning Kante type, or whether it's a more kind of sit on it and, and distribute song type, we you know we haven't got either, have we? And we no. haven't got anyone who can play no. that role. I mean, Obiang had a decent stab at it. Uh, Obiang has the potential season. to, I think, to um, be excellent. At but that. but I still think he's more box to box, really. You know, mm-hmm. um, I, um, I, and and you know he hasn't. You know, when he played this season, he wasn't great, was he? No, he wasn't. He he did. He had a dip in form. Yeah, but I think as a footballer, he's one of the best we have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he's. I've got a lot of. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I I would say though, coming back to Moyes, you know, the last three games have not been Moyes's finest hour. No, and I think it's easy to underestimate the effect of pressure on anyone in sport, anybody in this. And I think he's feeling the pressure Mm, now, mm. big time. He must be the bust up with Carroll. That kind of. Uh, floundering three-person substitution was like that. that it's mm, like mm. a very dramatic theatrical yeah, gesture. Yeah, isn't it? Look, yeah. look, I am make. I am I'm doing sure, something. Yeah, look, yeah, I'm yeah. the kind of manager that sort of changes. But in reality, of course, as we've analysed, it didn't really change anything. Um, and and I would go back to Stoke and say I agree with you about. You know, we should have won that game at Stoke, and I don't think we were that negative. But we gave the goal away because he continued to pick Joe Hart. And that has has been, I mean, do you think Hart's going to come back into goal after the Man City game? I mean, I I, I will be, I will be appalled if, if he does. It will be very silly. Yeah. Uh, Well, you know, it, um, quite floundering, but he's he's um, sort of got himself into that mm, difficult. You know, he's yeah. created a little bit of a dilemma for himself yes, there has, because yeah, that yeah, yeah. whoever's in goal is un, is under pressure, is 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 being exposed. You know, he should have really, as a manager, made a decision about who he felt was his best goalkeeper, and I feel that he did that. I think he worked out that Adrian was his best goalkeeper, and he should have bloody well stuck to it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, although yeah. I have to say I'm not Adrian's greatest fan. Oh, uh, maybe we could I've, do better, I've but come on, he's yeah. a better as it stands at the moment. He's a better keeper than Joe Hart. Keeper. I think. I think he's a you know. I think we're we're a sort of you know. Well, we're not at the moment. We're but but for a kind of mid-table top flight team that's the quality I, of goalkeeper you get you can't well, get no, we have to, think, we have to do better we I have think not to only buy does, a new not goalie only does Hart, we prob- in the oh gosh we have, yes. to buy, we have to buy a new team in the yeah. summer virtually yeah. I mean I, 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 I'm very worried I mean I think you know let's assume we do cling on by a fingernails to Premier we League will. status we will all will be well I think we probably will because I think we probably will pick up a point or two and I think that will probably be enough but um, uh, on that assumption um there is major surgery yep. needed in, in uh, on this team. Really, key positions have got to be filled. Money has got to be spent on those, those key positions. You do not have faith that that's going to happen, do you? Let's talk yeah. about that in a second. Uh, uh, I think the two things we can sort of finish this podcast talking about are, are kind of um, you know what would need to happen, uh, and that includes managerial change. Yeah, uh, but also we. There does seem to be a kind of a uh, sort of a malaise in the team that uh, Moyes was able to address and cure temporarily that has sort of come back that was there. I mean, perhaps the... I mean, well, you know, certainly in the midfield, the whole season we've gone... We are a less talented midfield than the other... T- when we lost the 
I've said this a and few times, but the, 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 the 4-1 away at Swansea, uh, I, I came away from, from watching that game thinking, the, uh, the way to play West Ham United is just let us have the ball and we will eventually just give it back to you. We'll try five or six passes amongst our midfielders and then one of them will just be mishit under no pressure from the other team. We will just eventually not pass it because we don't, you know, there are no runners. We're now... A, Arnautovic is now like our only runner. Against Arsenal, I don't know if I said this after the Arsenal game, but um, quite near us, uh, Noble sort of came up with the ball and standing, I'd say, six or seven yards away from him was uh, Fernandez. Um, you know, with someone sort of near him, like maybe Ramsey or, or Bellerin or someone like that. Uh, another guy on the other side. Um, can't remember. Monreal. Uh, yes, yeah, Monreal. Um but um, he looked. He looked Fernandez in the eye, who gave no indication that he was receptive to the idea of having the ball passed to him. He just looked at Noble with this blank expression on his face, and Noble, in the end, just turned inside and went, "Oh, I'll do something else then." Because because Hernandez managed to kind of hide whilst being directly looked at by another player. He literally didn't show for the pass, and um, I see that a lot in Hernandez. I see he, d- he doesn't he doesn't seem to be able to read the game. Hernandez or Fernandez? Fernandez? Sorry, Fernandez. Sorry, yeah, uh, yeah. Have I been saying? Yeah, I mean Fernandez. Ed Milson Fernandez. You once said Hernandez. Right, right, right. Um, he's got chops and stuff, but he doesn't. He he seems to actually doesn't seem to know what to do a lot of the game. You know. Occasionally, when he's surprised into it, he turns up in the Southampton game was one of his finest hours. Actually, he's had a couple of really good games when he's come on as a sub. Uh, yeah, I mean, I because think, I think he's I... he's been told the job that he has to do is replace that guy that's but just left. Currently, so that's Anton what he should be, isn't he? He's a squad player. He's, yeah. a, he's a utility player. Wherever he's sort of filled in, he doesn't on the whole. You know, he's not going to change a game. He's not. He's not that player yet. If he's ever going to be that player, no. um, you know, we need to be better. We need to have a better starting midfield I think that's yeah. a fair assessment I, I yeah. thought Phil maybe you were being slightly unfair on him I, I rate him a little better than that I think he's I think he looks he looks like a footballer he's got a lot to learn he's very very young but I like he tends to be forward thinking reasonably so and I've seen him have particularly in away games and maybe, as you say, when he's come on and he's been energetic, it was great against Southampton. Yeah, that that was that was you came saying, on it was, it was his finest. Yes, came and that was Frantonia. you agree. Yeah, so I agree. Yeah. It was his finest hour, definitely. They showed what he can do potentially. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I wouldn't yeah. write him off. I, 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 no, I'm, he's I'm probably not, a squad I'm not player. writing him off. But I think you know, at the moment he's, because there's he's, no in You know, don't mind having him on the bench at all. You know. No, he could be another sort of yeah. Jonathan Spector type, but he yeah, does at I, the that's, moment. That's where he, he is. doesn't, and that's what we have all over the pitch. Is we don't have anyone who takes the game by the scruff of the neck, except Arnautovic. You know, yeah. he's one of the only people. Who, he, we were reliant on him for all our running at Arsenal. They literally stood and just looked at the person that had the ball. They mm. didn't make. There were no runs. No. There were no, and uh, Mario was as you know as guilty of that as as uh, Fernandez was. Um, Hernandez, you know, against Arsenal, there was a, I think I did see it, say this last week, but there was a little kind of bursting, you know, only 15 yards run from Lanzini, played it into Hernandez, and it just bounced off him about three yeah. yards to an Arsenal player. You know, it just Hernandez is never going to play 
with Moyes. He's never going to have a chance while Moyes is there because he plays a 4-5-1, a three, sorry, a, a one up top. But also we don't have players that can keep the ball. So, so I mean, I think that's going to, that's, that's... Well, unless you're you know. applying pressure, unless we are playing quite a bit of the game in their third... Hernandez is a waste of time. He no. was, uh, as we've, we've mentioned before, he was an odd purchase, given you know the, the way the rest of the personnel in the team and and, and so on. Um, I can't imagine he's going to stay. I, mean, I would have assumed no, no. he'll be he'll yeah. be he'll be one of the departures. Uh, he will struggle to hold on to Lanzini. Whatever mm-hmm. happens, especially if Lanzini has a decent World Cup and has a couple of good games for Argentina. Um, so. Uh, I don't imagine they'll pay the money for, and I'm not necessarily sure that is the best use of the best part of 30 million quid to keep Mario. Um, You know, so, so you, you're looking, you know, you're going to have to find a creative player of quality Uh, to match Lanzini. That's going to cost a lot of money. Yeah. Okay. We've got to have a holding midfielder. We've got to find a defensive midfielder and not just, you know, it's got to be a decent one, hasn't it? They don't, this um, Carvalho, Dendogra, I don't really know much about them, but by all, you know, that sort of level of player. We've got to have a right back because Zabaleta, it can't, can't carry that. A couple of these guys as well. Yeah. Two players in every Got to have a goalkeeper. Got to have a striker because you're going to lose, um, I'm sure, Hernandez and he wasn't, he's not the right one anyway. Um, Carroll's, a plan B player at best and now might well be, you know, on his way. off, off yeah. and on his way because he's fallen out with the manager. Um, so you're, you're at top level, really first team starters, you're looking at a minimum five and possibly six. And that's, that's a massive summer transfer. We're not going to do that. I don't no. think we're going to achieve that. And if we don't achieve it, we are going to be on the back foot from the word go next season. Wolves coming up a strong, good, confident and got money. Um, it's Villa. all getting better. Fulham. Villa or Fulham, Fulham look young and full of energy, um, um, with a progressive manager, and 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 you know they're, they're, they're coming. You know they're hitting a, a good run at the right time, so it looks like they might go up. But that's uh, you know, but, but the, it's going to be difficult uh, next the, season. One really big difficult. issue is also Moyes. Is is uh, if yes. we you know um, before we started this podcast, you know you were saying Jim that that. Uh, you know, it felt that if we stayed up, Moyes might be offered a new contract. However, if we sort of lost our last five games, uh, but still somehow scraped up, that sort of changes the, because, you know, it's, it's not, you know, you don't feel like rewarding someone who's kind of lost your last five games for you. And it's conceivable that that could change in the summer. And arguably you shouldn't. I mean, I, I, it's, it's, um, it's going to give them a very difficult, give the board a yes. very difficult dilemma. I mean, my contention, you know, last week's podcast, uh, George, uh, George Mann was very, um, was very up for, you know, get rid of him in the summer. Mm. Jim Munro and myself sort of, you know, were, we're quite aghast at this in a way, in that we're having so much trouble at the moment that throwing everything up in the air in a closed season once more seems just crazy. I mean, Moyes has experience and he's looked at the squad now and, you know, uh, someone coming in, just meeting these guys for the first time... But in a close season, and you know, so they sit and yeah, look at DVDs. I, I don't you know, think you just can go, risk I think, it. I think I, it would be terrible. I think yeah. it would be terrible. I think I think he should stay, sort of regardless of well, what. There's happens. a lot to be said for continuity, yeah. and I think Jim, your assessment of the sort of players we need is spot on. And um, I don't think that it's too risky 
we're in too precarious a position in all sorts of other ways to not have a manager that that knows the rest of the squad as yeah. well and um i i agree if we lo- if we lost the next three games and probably still scraped up that's a very tricky decision for the board they're yeah. balancing fan pressure and all the rest of it but whatever way you look in the cold light of day we probably won't do much better than Moyes, whether we go down no. or we stay up. Well, that that's quite an that's that's a key issue, isn't it? It's it. I mean, you can see. I I was I didn't I wasn't excited by the appointment of Moyes. In fact, you know, far from it. I saw in the first few games. Oh, okay. He's he is he's, he's getting some, some performances out of some players. You know, it did seem to sort of start. You know, then there were still some pretty disastrous results in amongst all that. Um, he was unlucky with the injury to Lanzini after we were really starting to gain some momentum yeah, the with the four one at Huddersfield. That's yeah. you know yeah. injuries are you know can kill you. You know they really are difficult. And Obiang and Obiang's but, injury and, and Masuaku yeah. but gone it was, for six games. Well, yeah. But Obiang injured in the transfer window. We could have got someone in on loan. You know, he yeah. spent ten million pounds on Hugill and didn't we'll replace him with an injured midfielder or someone. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. gets you know. Um, so. Uh, <sighs> You know, he's he's certainly the kind of uh, it's it's more problematic now, definitely. I I, I think more uh, with Moyes, um, but I agree with you in broad terms that that unless you know you've got some a better alternative, a more progressive, clearly superior alternative lined up, it would be a very high risk strategy to to change manager in a summer when you've got to do business. You need to do business. It's going to be very hard to do business early. Impossible, in fact, because it's almost because it's a World Cup year and that's yeah. notoriously difficult to do yeah. your transfer yeah, business in the World Cup summer. You um, end up with Gary Breen. Well, yeah. Um, uh, so, Pardon you know, you're Barrera. adding the whole idea of kind of getting, settling a manager in, who, you know, hopefully they've identified targets and players. They've been talking to them. You know, you, you hope that the team's, you know, the club's being run well, well enough to be planning, you know, who to bring in. Yeah. And, and, and there's mm. a strategy about it and that he's been told, you know, well, if we stay up, you are going to get, have another year or two, uh, a year. I would, Added you know, to I would, which uh, we haven't mentioned know. one other factor, which is Sullivan. And, you know, what talented, what manager that is better than Moyes is going to be prepared to come to West Ham where the whole footballing, director of football, quasi dictatorship that is our club you know who would come into that well, role I think in a way, I mean, you know, I think, I think, I think sort of good modern managers probably you know have the kind of have it in their locker to be able to sort of deal with owners and stuff like that you know I mean I think that 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 dynamic has changed because often, you know, owners, like, you know, Vincent Tan, people come in who don't know anything about football in England and, and stuff like that. And I think now, you know, Arsene Wenger, in a sense, was seen as one of the first modern managers that, that, that dealt on a day-to-day basis with the board of the club, with the marketing department of the club, sort of got involved in, in all of that. You felt that, that, in a sense, you know, Billich, part of his problem might have been his sort of gentlemanliness and... Um, reluctance to kind of go no what you want is that what I want is this and to sort of actually sort of bully their board a bit yeah, or, or also just man manage the board to make it seem like 
an idea you've had is their idea. But I'm not There's sure little... I buy the fact that the board has, has, uh, has moved on and into that new era. No, no, no. But, this, but that's where I've, I've there was this, there is this, more like this that. Talk that Mo- well, that Moyes was saying, well, I want a new contract and I've got to be making all the football decisions and the club seem to accept it. Da, da, da. And the, But the results in the last three games, I think Sullivan mm. may have maybe thinking how, you know, questioning how much he can trust Moyes. And I really don't think any new manager, we're not going to bring in a new manager we're not going to bring in a Benitez after losing the last three three games and or going down and if it isn't someone of that caliber I don't think anyone else is going to come in and think yes I can manage this board no problem I think they're going to be scared they're going to be under I mean whatever happens they're under pressure they want to appease fans that's pretty clear they want to deflect flack away from them Um, appeasing fans by sacking Moyes at the end of the season whatever happens is a kind of you know because exactly what you say about the way the club is run you can imagine them doing that as a as a as a way of sort of deflecting attention away from from them in in, 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 in terms of Moyes I think I think you know he has he has shown a couple of worrying traits lately but I do think he has you know, he can only work with what's in front of him. And I don't, you know, one thing that you see with uh, certainly Manchester City, and I mean, I'm, you know, I'm using this as an analogy for one particular thing, not comparing us to those clubs, but also Liverpool who are performing well, is that they've got players performing out of their skin. There are certain players, David Silva, um, Kevin De Bruyne, who are playing the best they've ever played. Mm. Mane, Sane at Liverpool have never played better for the Firmino. They've had him for like three years, four years. He's playing the best he's ever played. Our players, on the whole, most of them are playing worse than they've ever played. Arnautovic is playing well. We never knew what Declan Rice was like anyway because he's brand new. So he seems to be playing pretty well. And uh, But I mean, you know, Lanzini's not the Lanzini of, of two or three years ago. Cresswell's not as yeah. good as he was. Chiati is disastrously The one exception, the I would say Ogbonna is twice yes. the defender he was a season ago. No, oh, I think he's... One and a bit. But, I think he's always yeah. been good. But, but you know, he's, play, but he's playing well. He's an exception. But, but, yeah. but, 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 you know... Actually, both Manchester United, both City and Liverpool, those are, I'm talking about kind of attacking players that help put the ball in the other team's net, you know. Of course, Maguire is having a great season at Leicester, but, 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 you know, Ogbonna having a good season is, is great, but we, we are, it's a team of underperforming players generally on the whole. And I think there's just one person having a fantastic season in a kind of yeah. attacking capacity and Moyes, would have changed this season because I think they're just, they're a little bit lost. No one's leading by example. People are actively having bad seasons and, and that's very tough. So yes, Moyes can only work with what he's got. He's not inspired them to the extent we would have hoped. And as we remembered him doing in his Everton days, um, and that's been disappointing. But he, he was also there pre the last transfer window, wasn't he? So he had that transfer window. He must have been, I imagine, livid that a, a defensive central midfielder, for whatever reason, didn't arrive. Oh, that was either his mistake that he thought, actually, we can cope without him, or that Sullivan pulled the rug, the, the rug from under his feet. Either way, Moyes presided over a situation while he was the manager that has really led to 
the yeah. terrible second half of the season. I mean, season. again, in his defence, the winter transfer window is is a nightmare. You know, people want to get rid of it. I mean, it is very, very hard, isn't it? I think that they... they I don't know what they were doing. I can't speculate because I just don't know. But it's, you it know, was it's so clear. clear that there was mm. one position that was desperately needed to be filled. And he failed. It is. I mean, I, th- I do but think... You, but yeah, but yeah. you're talking sort of, in a way, about one guy that we, we you know, if... Uh, Especially if a football club knows that you want that one guy, because he didn't move, did he? I mean, it's not like someone else bought him. No, oh, no. And, they, and like, when did Obiang? Obiang got injured in the Wigan game, so that was right at the beginning of that window, was it? So he had, um, or was that the Wigan in the cup? Was that maybe a, maybe he thought we had enough? It's hard, isn't it? If a team's got like some, you know, if a team's got a kind of Kante or an Nzonzi, they keep them. You can't just go, we should get Kante. Well, I thought Why this, guy didn't was, get this guy was available and I thought he wanted to come. I who knows what goes I on. But I, I'm, I, I suspect it was Sullivan trying to be too clever, interfering in football terms, thinking he could run the, the deal. And he needs to show a bit of humility after this season. Oh, absolutely. Well, well, he well, he absolutely. Step he was, off and step, step back. He said he was stepping back from it. I mean, it has to be said, whether there's a, whether what happens with this sort of director of football thing. Well, that, I mean, obviously, if they're going to get rid of Moyes, they might be back to, we need a director of football. We should probably wrap this up. We've been yes, there for a while. I, I was just going to, well, curious thing is I'm looking at my little league table and statistics. I mean, we've been talking about how Bonner's an improved player. That we really liked Rice coming in. He's been a success. So some, somehow sort of, in, and Cresswell has done a decent job with, on, on, you know, we think at left, the left side of defence. So you look at the defence and you think, oh, the individuals are playing well, but it is officially the worst defence in the league. It has conceded mm. more goals than anyone, including Stoke. Uh, and uh, and we won something. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, well, but what's interesting is is I think it's to do with the midfield. I really no, do. Hundred percent defending. Hundred percent. And interesting, we've scored more. We've scored more goals uh, than anyone in the uh, in in the bottom half. Hmm. So it's it, it it has been about you know um, we get we've got goals in the team. There are goals in the team. We've got players who score goals in the team. It has been about the fact that we have simply, with the one exception I think of Southampton, possibly Huddersfield and Stoke away, uh, we have simply failed to control a game in midfield for the entire season, and we never looked like being anywhere near it. And and our midfield was like. Well, it was it was it was invisible. Giving, giving the ball in, away in dangerous situations. It was invisible. Is something that against Man City, yeah, yeah, they yeah, didn't. Yeah. They just passed it around, passed it through. Look, you uh, can't judge a team on playing Man City, but no. we've been Noble wow, and Carter have been like it half a season. Yeah. Uh, let's uh, let's uh, predictions for the Leicester game, um, and then we should wrap this up. We've been going for a little while. Um, well, they got well beat by Palace. Obviously, we have to react. There has mm. to be a reaction. Um, one one. One one. I, I shall be there, and um, I was there a couple of. I quite we did all right a couple of years ago when I was there. I, I, when Cresswell scored, that when Cresswell that? scored, yeah, yeah, I thought, yeah. oh my god, we just given the lead yeah. to Tottenham. Yeah. But um, yeah, I was going to say one-one. As you've oh. taken one-one, I'm yeah. going to I'm going to go for a. We'll have a two-one win. Who? Mm. Mm. Leicester one, West Ham four. That's what I'm saying. Um, so, um, so after the victory, we'll see you back here next week. Uh, my name's been Phil Whelans with me being Jim Grant. Cheerio. And Donna the Hammer. As was. As Russell was. Russell Raphael. Um, see you, Russell. Uh, see you next time. Uh, come on, you irons. Come on, you irons. This is a Playback Media production. 
Get all the associated links for this podcast at westhampodcast.com. Stop Hammer Time is backed for this season by Ladbrooks. If you're a large organisation involved in managing, purchasing or making decisions on software licences, you need Livingston. Livingston provides the technology and a large team of experts to help you understand what software is installed on your network, who is using it and whether you purchase the right number of software licences to legally use it. This information can help you make smart business decisions when it comes to renegotiating software licensing agreements with large software publishers like Microsoft, Oracle, IBM and others. And when budgeting for software software spend. To reduce the cost and risk of managing your software licenses, speak to Livingston today about our managed services. Over 50 multinationals across the world trust Livingston to manage their software licenses. Visit livingston-tech.com for more information. What's your thoughts on Fulham? Chances are you don't think about them too much, but nice away day by the river, used to have a Michael Jackson statue, and once did quite well under Roy Hodgson. But that's probably about it, because chances are you're not a Fulham fan. However, if you do know someone that supports Fulham, maybe a mate or a colleague at work, please tell them about the Fulhamish podcast that I host every week looking at each Fulham game as it comes and goes, with a nice bit of quirkiness and humour along the way too. You can find Fulhamish at fulhamish.co.uk and we're also available on all podcast platforms including iTunes, Acast and playbackmedia.co.uk. That's Fulhamish, your weekly independent Fulham FC podcast. Sports Social Podcast Network.